Welcome to New City Sermon Podcast. Join us as we open God's Word to be empowered and challenged today. This morning, our passage comes from Matthew chapter 6, beginning with the first verse. We read, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. So whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do, in the synagogues and on the streets, to be applauded by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But when you give to the poor, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret. And your father, who sees in secret, will reward you. Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, because they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. Truly, I tell you, they have their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your private room, shut your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you pray, don't babble like the Gentiles, since they imagine they'll be heard for their many words. Don't be like them, because your Father knows the things You need before you ask him. Therefore, you should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, your name be honored as holy. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. Do not bring us into temptation, but deliver us. From the evil one. For if you forgive others their offenses, your heavenly Father will forgive you as well. But if you don't forgive others, your Father will not forgive your offenses. Whenever you fast, don't be gloomy like the hypocrites, for they make their faces unattractive so that their fasting is obvious to people. Truly, I tell you. They have their reward, but when you fast, put oil on your head and wash your face so that your fasting isn't obvious to others, but to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. This is the reading of God's Word. Amen. Well, good morning. It's nice to see you all. Uh, My name is Cody, if I haven't gotten a chance to meet you. And this morning, we are continuing our sermon series that we have called Living Greatly. Now, usually I don't give a disclaimer uh, for a message, but this one is a difficult one. Jesus is not just talking to the bad people, but he's also talking to his people. All people are included in this message 
And it is a challenging one. It's much for me as anybody. There's a man who has taken our topic today, our theme, very seriously. And he has encouraged us to live honestly before the Lord. His name is Frederick Douglass. In the year 1818, Douglass was born on the eastern shores of Maryland. Douglass saw firsthand uh, people being brutally whipped, murdered in cold blood, and daily trials of physical and psychological abuse. He watched the slave master beat his aunt, who was only 15, almost to death. At the age of 20, Douglas managed to escape, and by 1841, he was a leader in the abolition movement. His task was to convince Americans to see that anti-slavery needs to end or needs to be the cause for a great moral necessity. He often disciplined America with a scathing rebuke. He said, between the Christianity of this land and the Christianity of Christ, I recognize the widest possible difference. Because of the two-facedness of American slavery, to this day, many African Americans believe the Bible may very well be the problem. However, Frederick Douglass knew that the problem was not the Bible, Jesus, or Christianity. It was the hypocrisy of Christians. God called the church to be a people of righteousness and justice, but because of the fear of what others may think, American Christians submitted to the norms of its society, describing the fear of man one theologian said, this idol can make us reluctant to confront serious sin. The constant desire for approval and acceptance can cause us to gossip or keep from speaking out on moral issues. It can also make us do things we really know are not right, eventually leading to guilt and resentment. Furthermore, if we fear what others may think of us, we may also be reluctant to admit our wrongs or ask for help, which often prolongs conflict. Now, hypocrisy still plagues the church today. On one hand, you have a group of people who won't come to church because they believe all Christians are hypocrites. On the other hand, you have many people who won't go to God because they believe they must become a good person to be accepted by him. These two groups shouldn't be. Now, in the context of our passage today, we pick up from the previous week where Jesus had already warned against our satisfaction with only external obedience. Now he moves towards warning us against external obedience performed for others. In our text today, Jesus points out three ways that we often practice our righteousness. Giving, praying, and fasting. 
verse 1, Jesus says, Be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. I don't know about you, but I like Denzel Washington. Watched the movie, I believe, earlier this week with my wife. It was one of those psychological thrillers. Denzel was doing his thing. And at the end, Lanisha went and got in the bed and fell asleep, and I just sat on the couch, still thinking about the movie, and passed out on the couch. All of a sudden, you know how sometimes you're on the tip of your sleep? Not all the way in there, but just on the edge. All of a sudden, as I'm on the edge of my sleep, I just heard a voice say, watch out. He's trying to get you. I say, uh, Lord, <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but uh, I need you. Uh, the house is pretty dark. <laughs> and so similarly to that, Jesus is warning his followers, hey, listen, there is something that is trying to get you. Be careful. Jesus is alerting us to stay away from the spirit of hypocrisy. Now, a hypocrite is an actor, and hypocrisy is an outward lie that hides an inward truth. Hypocrisy is expressed when our actions don't match our words. Hypocrisy is expressed when we have a hyper tendency to judge others. Hypocrisy is also expressed when we have insincere motives. Now, hypocrisy is not just something that is out there that we need to be careful of, but the origin of hypocrisy starts right here in our hearts. Jesus says, for from within, out of people's hearts come evil thoughts, sexual immoralities, thefts, and murder." Adulteries, greed, and evil actions, as well as deceit. And so the main idea of the message today, the main thing that I want you to get out of this message, is to protect ourselves from living a life of hypocrisy. We must be careful of pretending. We must also be careful of performing. And we must carelessly believe and the power of the gospel. This morning, it is my prayer that we would trust more deeply in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Well, in our society today, it don't take much if you want to go on vacation. All you have to do is just sign up. You don't have to pack a bag. You don't have to deal with the pains of, of, of being afraid of be in a plane like me, up in the air. All you have to do is fake it. There is a Nebraska-based company that offers its customers packages to enhance the attractiveness of their social media pages. With expertly faked photos, you are able to pretend that you were on a vacation that you never took. The company is called Fake A Vacation. This is real. It offers deals starting at $19.99. They take your photo and put you in front of a famous landmark. All of a sudden, you, you notice, man, this, I was in my front yard when we took this. And now I'm in Paris. 
This company ad, it reads, make your friends envious of where you were and have them thinking of being where you are. For just a moment, you can fake a vacation and you would have the perfect meme for bragging to your friends. Now, you think it's a joke. But the company cited a study that suggests more than half of millennials have lied about taking vacations for reasons ranging from last-minute cancellations, the high price of travel, and the desire for social media recognition. Oh, it's just something about being praised by people that we just admire. But here, Jesus says, whenever you give to the poor, don't sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and on the streets to be applauded by people. Jesus wants his followers to pursue God's presence, not the praise of people. Jesus was creating a separation between his disciples and the hypocrites which were typically the Pharisees. The Pharisees were people who were motivated, but they had the wrong motives. They sinfully desired to be regarded as righteous people. They wanted some of God's glory for themselves. Knowing that they couldn't achieve perfection, they just faked the funk. They pretended to be more righteous than they really were. So accordingly, for us today, to protect ourselves from living a life of hypocrisy, we must be careful of pretending. This form of hypocrisy called pretending can be spotted in our giving. Jesus says, when you give, don't sound a trumpet before you. In other words, If you're going to give, stay away from gathering all the attention to yourself. Evidently, these hypocrites will go out to the synagogue or to the church. And they would stand out even on the street corners in the public square. And before giving to a person, they'd say, all right, guys, hey, listen, I want your attention. Hey, put that down. Just listen to me for a second. Hey, guys, I want your attention. Now, there's a man over here who who is homeless. But today, I'm going to do something about it. If you see him in the park today eating a hot meal, it's because of me. Jesus notices that. The people that saw these men as righteous people, they would say, oh, now there's a righteous man. But Jesus would say, no, that's a hypocrite pretending to be righteous. He says, but when you give, let your giving be done in secret. Don't embarrass nobody by making some huge scene. It doesn't take all of that. If we're honest, some of us, if we are at a red light by ourselves, We wouldn't dare even to think about giving a brown penny to the homeless beggar holding the sign. 
Oh, but if we were in a car with some Christians listening to a Christian radio station and heading to a Christian conference, all of a sudden we have a notion to give. Lord, have mercy. Listen, Jesus is speaking here and he's saying, whenever you give, don't give to be applauded by people. Later in his book, Matthew records Jesus going off on a rant against hypocrisy. Matthew 23, verse 27, Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! You are like whitewashed tombs, which appear beautiful on the outside, but inside are full of the bones of the dead and every kind of impurity. In the same way, on the outside, you seem righteous to people, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Jesus urges his followers, be careful of pretending to be more righteous than you really are. But what about when Jesus says, let your light shine before men so that they may glorify your Father in heaven? Question is, does Jesus have a problem with our intentions? Should we just glorify God? And if people just so happen to see, then hey, that's good. No. Our intentions are not the problem. Jesus wants us to intentionally let our light shine before people. But we should intentionally plan to shine our light before people. The problem is not our intentions, it's our motives. We hope you're inspired by God's word. What have you learned so far? As you listen, pray about applying it to your life. Let's continue in God's Word. But we should intentionally plan to shine our light before people. The problem is not our intentions, it's our motives. Why? Why are we letting our light shine? Jesus wants his followers to have the right reasons in practicing their righteousness. We're not to let our light shine before men so that people may glorify us, so that people may glorify our Father who is in heaven. Furthermore, pretending denies our sinfulness. When we pretend, we elevate ourselves because of our hearts. God created our hearts to hunger for righteousness. But righteousness can only be achieved through Jesus Christ. Some of us may be hearing this for the first time, and some of us may sometimes forget. But it is only through Jesus' righteousness that we are made right with God. In a little book called The Gospel-Centered Life, the writer further explains the signs of pretending. He writes, Pretending can take many forms. Dishonesty, I'm not that bad. Compass uh, comparison, 
I'm not as bad as those people. Excuse making. I'm not really that way. And false righteousness. Here are all the good things I've done. He explains even further. Because we don't want to admit how sinful we really are, we spin the truth in our favor. Throughout Scripture, God exposes the truth by using people as an object lesson for us to learn from. You see, it is easy for us to point out the errors in other people. But what about us? How have you been pretending? Maybe you were sitting at a red light. You watched people who were leaving out of a script club and you thought to yourself, although I watched porn just the other night, not as bad as those people. Jesus wants his church to cut out all the pretending. You don't have to work for righteousness. You can't afford it. You don't have to elevate yourself because he has already been elevated. High off the ground and hanging from a tree, his blood bought righteousness for you. He has given you his righteousness for free. All we have to do now is walk in freedom. Verse 5. Whenever you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites because they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by people. You see, hypocrites love to perform. To shield ourselves from the spirit of hypocrisy, we must be careful of performing. This form of hypocrisy called performing can easily be identified in the way we pray. Jesus said, the hypocrites love to pray to be seen by people. Sometimes, even as believers, we can spot this performing just by taking a bit of time to recognize, do I ever pray by myself? Or do I only pray in groups of others? By performing, we attempt to lower God's standard. We figure God might see my wrongdoing, but he will overlook it. I just know he's going to judge me on a curve. Because at the end of the day, he's holy. But when it comes to me, he ain't that holy. A police officer had pulled over a guy and asked for his license and registrations. Uh, what's wrong, officer? The driver asked. I didn't go through any red lights, and I sure enough wasn't speeding. No, you weren't, said the officer. But I saw you waving your fist as you swerved around the lady on Hollywood Boulevard. And I further observed your anger in, the, in your face as you shouted at the driver in the Nissan who cut you off. And how you punched the steering wheel when you had to come to a stop in traffic near the bridge. Is that a crime, officer? 
No. But when I saw the Jesus loves you and so do I bumper sticker on the car, I figured this car had to be stolen. This bumper sticker allowed him to profess love externally. While inside the car, he was full of hatred. You see, performing minimizes God's holiness by reducing his standard to something we can meet. Allowing us to think we can earn his favor. We minimize God's holiness by relying on a false source of righteousness. Instead of resting on the righteousness of Christ freely given to us, we search for righteousness in the things of this world. Other than in Jesus, what else does your heart tend to search for righteousness? One form of false righteousness is parental righteousness. This is a good one. God, I am better than those parents. I do things right. They can't even control their kids. I'm godlier than they are. I deserve God's favor because I'm more righteous than they are. Maybe for you it's not parental righteousness, but it's financial righteousness. I manage money well. I'm not in debt, and I never will be. Unlike those materialistic Christians who lack self-control, I manage money well. Or maybe it's political righteousness. If you don't vote for my candidate, you ain't really on the Lord's side. Or maybe, like the Pharisees, you are tempted to find your source of righteousness and your abstinence or devotion. I'm a real follower of God. I don't miss a beat. I actually live out my holiness. I have a beautiful prayer life. And I'm going to let it be known. Jesus says, but when you pray, pray in secret. Jesus doesn't want his disciples to fake in front of people, but to have a real relationship with their father in heaven. In verses 9 through 13, our Lord goes on to demonstrate his, to his disciples how to properly pray. He says, pray like this, by honoring him who is our heavenly father, by submitting to God's will and requesting God to do on earth what he has done in heaven, by depending on God for our daily necessities. In praying, we are to ask him to help us forgive like he has forgiven us. We are to inquire him to keep our hearts away from temptation and deliver us from all forms of evil. In today's context, we are acknowledging that, Lord, oftentimes we are tempted to place our trust in false righteousness. Lord, save us from this form of corruption. Amen? Now, I won't say much about fasting. I, I know that Sundays is usually our hungriest day of the week. But here, Jesus is giving yet another example of how hypocrisy expresses itself 
in different areas of life. And it is all for show. But Jesus said to his followers, your righteousness must surpass that of the hypocritical Pharisees. And you must be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Matthew 5, 2, uh, 520 verse, and verse 48. On the only person on earth who ever came to earth, the only person that has ever existed who was perfect is Jesus. Whether your name begins with Denzel, Leonardo, Scarlett, or Viola, you can never pretend your way out of the truth or perform your way into perfection. Everyone really needs Jesus every day. Now to this point, we have discussed that Jesus wants us to be careful of pretending and to be careful of performing. Lastly, Jesus wants us to carelessly believe in the power of the gospel. If we're honest, we care too much about what other people think, don't we? Don't we? In our text, over and over again, Jesus says the Pharisees practice their righteousness to be applauded by people. Jesus said in John 12, 43, for they love the praise from men more than the praise from God. So many of us struggle with what scholars call the fear of man. The fear of man is an excessive, sinful concern about what others think of us. The fear of man can lead to an obsession with appearance, popularity, and personal comparisons. God created the human heart to crave his acceptance. But because of the blindness of sin, we stumble around the earth searching for people's approval. We might find a few people that we are better than, but Jesus wants us to know to live greatly, you must be perfect. And the truth is, none of us are perfect. But thank God for his patient grace and plentiful mercy. Because of his passionate and faithful love, God sent his son to come down and live perfectly for us. On the cross, he took God's hand and our hand and he squashed the beef between us and God perfectly. He's the prince of peace. His powerful blood washes away our imperfections perfectly. Through our faith in Jesus, he positions his perfection in the place of our sin. He provides during the impossible. He's more prudent than any politician or political party. He's the high priest who prays for us daily, and he's the king who promises peace. Through his resurrection and by his spirit, he imputes to us his perfect righteousness. Jesus Christ is the perfect Savior. Through the righteousness of Jesus, he has given us everything required for life and godliness. Although we drastically fall short, 
if we remain rooted in his righteousness and rest in God's acceptance of us because of him, he sets us free from the pit of blame and the shackles of hypocrisy. I will leave you with this. Proverbs 29, 25 says, Fearing people is a dangerous trap, but trusting in the Lord means safety. Let us rest in the security of his righteousness. Be careful, again, of pretending because it leads down the endless road of hypocrisy. Be careful of performing because if it depends on your righteousness, Jesus died for nothing. And carelessly believe in the power of the gospel. Disregard man's disapproval of you. Care less about what they think. And believe in the power of the good news that Jesus saves. That through the life and death of Jesus, you have been made right with God. Praise God. He has set us free and has given us his righteousness. Thank you for listening to New City Sermon Podcast. For more information, check us out at www.newcityhh.com. We'll see you next week.